And I would consider myself certainly a generalist and someone who's interdisciplinary. However, I don't think I've lived long enough really to even be an expert in many different fields. So I don't quite consider myself a polymath yet, more of an inspiring one. what I do kind of define myself as is a poly innovator, which is the word I created for my personal brand, a way to describe myself and my ambitions. So being a polymath of innovation. Today, we get to speak with the host of the polymath polycast, Dustin Miller. In 2011, he started his first blog and took his foray into natural content creation. Even though consistent, he didn't really feel the quality he was looking to create. He later on went on to create a project called the united living construct. And in his eyes, he saw this as his magnus opus. Now, the ULC acted as a catalyst for growth and research knowledge on how to grow a brand. He tried to apply that knowledge on top of the learning, and eventually he thought, hmm, a personal brand would be more suitable. Now, Dustin created a brand around himself which spawned the poly innovator idea someone of a multi-talented approach to innovation. I'm so excited to bring Dustin Miller on the show and learn more about how he began the Poly Innovator. Now, what's really cool is that he's the the person who told me about the term polymath. Now, polymath is somebody who is basically like a renaissance man, jack-of-all-trades, And I resonate with that person so much because of all the hobbies and beautiful things that I'm involved in creating daily. So let's listen in on what we get to talk about with Dustin Miller. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Dustin, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Dustin, so we met through this amazing site, matchmaker.fm. I almost feel like I'm doing a plug for them, but they've got a ton of... Right? You have been, right? So it's... It's a great place if you want to be a guest on hundreds hundreds of different podcasts. Uh, I was talking to Brendan the other day, and, and somebody asked him, like, hey, where can I go to become a guest? And and Brendan was like, just go to <laughs> matchmaker.fm, and he's been on 50 different podcast episodes as guest. Yeah. And trying to promote his own YouTube channel. I was like, that's awesome. And I'm the one that got him on there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I can't wait to like be on there as a guest also. Yeah. I've just been building this side of things and there's there's something that I, there's there's some cool things that I'm working on, you know, so get going. So Dustin, we met there. You are a poly innovator, you're a polymath. I think you're the one who mentioned the word polymath to me. Mm-hmm. And well, so tell us a little bit about polymath and it it just took me to a path that I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. 
So, and the one distinction I would probably make is that for those who are unaware, polymath is someone who is heavily interested, but mainly heavily knowledgeable in many different areas. And I would consider myself certainly a generalist and someone who is interdisciplinary. However, I don't think I've lived long enough really to even be an expert in many different fields. Mm. So I don't quite consider myself a polymath yet, more of an inspiring one. Uh, Okay. What I do kind of define myself as is a poly innovator, which is the word I created for my personal brand, a way to describe myself and my ambitions. So being a polymath of innovation. That's really cool. Yeah. When I looked up polymath and the people that showed up under polymath, you know, because I've been I've been hearing the term Renaissance man and, you know, uh, there are some other words that that were associated in there. And you have folks like. Albert Einstein, you know, Michelangelo, you know, these guys are, are listed as the Renaissance man, the polymaths of the future or the modern polymaths are, you know, we have Elon Musk and we have, uh, I don't know if Jeff Bezos is on there, but Steve Jobs is on yeah. that list. And I was like, hey, I don't mind hanging out in that yeah. list being exactly. a polymath. Well, so, so thank you for that, you know, introduction to that term. Yeah, I'm happy to help. In fact, one thing I'll leave your audience with too is a thing I've been working on is a polymath spectrum of sorts. Because there's a lot of words for these modern Renaissance or these Renaissance people, people who are interdisciplinary or multi-potentialite in a way mm-hmm. where they're, they have the potential to do many things or they try to do many things. Yeah. And so you have the jack of all trades at the bottom level where the saying often gets misconstrued. Jack of all trades, master of none, but it's also sometimes master of one or better than master of one, depending on which translation and whatnot. And then you have the generalist who's someone who's a bit adept in many different areas and trying mm-hmm. to dip the toe in a cookie jar, dip the toe, wow. Dip the toe in a kitty pool in many different pools. Uh, <laughs> mixed up analogy there. And then you have the universalist, someone who's actually quite adept in many different areas. And then you have the polymath. And then I would even have a secret tier, the true polymath, someone like Da Vinci or Michelangelo or something like mm. that who are real masters in many different fields. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. I, I like that concept. Um, and I, I've, I was think, I've been thinking about the term and I've, I've when I was a guest on my my friend's podcast, he's like, "Do you know pick a pick a <laughs> pick a title for your podcast?" I was like, "What? I usually pick all the titles for my my guest podcast. Why are you putting all the work on me?" <laughs> so then I told him, you know, something around the lines of the modern polymath, and he's like, "I love it." Yeah. And um, I mean, being in my mid forties, well, yeah, mid forties, getting there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> been been involved in so many different things and it 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 all i almost feel like a jack of all trades but i've been in some fields longer and i get i get it right i understand Mm -hmm. where all the things connect and and what makes things tick and and you know collaborate and it's it's been pretty it's been a pretty been pretty amazing so tell us a version of, of your journey you know of how how you came up with the term poly innovator what are you doing uh how you got here as a podcaster and you know what's what are your plans for the future i think to put it in context i'll explain just real quick what i do now just i'm an omni-channel content creator someone who's everywhere at once essentially and many of these 
like famous people, uh, Neil Patel, Gary Vee, uh, Pat Flynn, they always say niche down, follow one mm-hmm. niche, but I could never define myself in that one niche. And that mm-hmm. kind of comes back to where my history was as well. Mm-hmm. I had this interdisciplinary mindset and someone who had this curiosity for so many different things. And I couldn't find a degree, a career, or any kind of traditional pathway for myself. And because of this, back when I was a teenager, this is back in 2011, when blogging was still pretty new, even at that particular point, because it's only been around for about a decade-ish, I started my first blog, The United Living Construct, Mm -hmm. which is meant to be a hub of innovation. So even back then, I was thinking about innovation and creating change. I even uh, spawned the hashtag make a change, which had been around, but I had used it for most of my stuff back then. Nice. And that started my self-development journey, especially learning how to social media marketing and how to create blogs, create, be a content creator. And um, after a while, I like around 2013, I stopped, but I brought it back 2016, 2017 and really tried to work at it. And that's when mm-hmm. I really started blossoming as a creator. However, I had pushed it more as a company or organization and tried to make it seem bigger than it actually was. And because of that, it wasn't growing. I realized that I also wasn't good enough to help lead that yet. So I created Poly Innovator as a personal brand, a pivot, Mm -hmm. so to speak, so that I could take those same concepts and really apply it to people in a way that they could actually connect with me, not just like a faceless organization. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. So you, you're like, all right, there's no degree that can, that can hold me down. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I want to do everything. I want to be the, the Mr. Adam who can, you know, I don't know if you remember that show. There used to be a this show called Adam where, where basically it was a cursor and this Mr. Electric man was able to create any construct that you can design and, you know, CGI or whatever. It's really, really interesting because the, he could, design a he can design this car he can design a helicopter he can design you know he many different places at the same time so that's a really cool concept and the more i think about niching down you know i had the same issue i mean my podcast is named literally named hacks and hobbies pick one hobby no 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 it's all the hobbies right yes so what 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 i start realizing is that i have passion around many different areas mm-hmm. but if i just pick one passion and take it to the max level and share that content and build a content around it, people start seeing me expert in that one area. And then they can come and see what other things that I've been doing. So the first, and all, none of this occurred to me, right? So I, I, I just, I just started a podcast talking about beekeeping and start as a hobby. Mm. But the more I did it, the more I started to become more self-aware of who I wanted to be and what I wanted to show. I mean, it's still a journey. Like just yesterday I was talking to um, another guest, Brian Schulman. He's he's one of the top, he's the top LinkedIn innovator and LinkedIn video guy. You know, he's, he's done over 700 videos on LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn lives. So he's been doing super amazing. And he said, you know, he's like, he didn't know what he was doing. Like when he started, when he saw the video icon, he's like for five months, he was just sitting around looking at the icon before even creating any content. Yeah, that's how it is. And then he finally took the leap and started creating content. And what, what the realization that I got is, and he's like, there's only four, like few times that he's talked about business on those videos. 
And I kept thinking, you know, I got to talk about business. I got to talk about what I'm selling. No, no, no. He's like, no, don't do any of that. Just talk about what you're passionate about. Come up, come out as a human and people will see you as who you are. Mm -hmm. So that just turned on a light bulb in my head. So yeah. I'm still growing and, and, you know, I want to continue growing because that growth mindset is what keeps us on, you know, keeps us polymaths yeah on our toes and and we are just able to give back to the community give back and help others with with any issues like technological because we have access to many different parts of our brain so yeah really more awesome connections man. well and you were mentioning your age earlier how you're in the 40s but that to me that's still really young mm -hmm. and considering your growth mindset i think that makes you even more younger too because being able to keep that youthful curiosity is key, yeah. I think, to our human existence too. Absolutely, thank you, man. That that's that's really kind of you. So, what are your what are some of your motivations that keeps you going, and what are you looking to do in the future, or or where are you take, trying to take your personal brand? And you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna just pause over there. <laughs> When it comes to my aspirations, they can be pretty vastly different depending on which part of the scale you're looking at. Like if yeah. they want to think a year later, I want to be able to monetize polyvid eventually so I could actually run off of that instead of having to work a day job. Sure, mm -hmm. that's that's like a goal I want to work towards. But mm -hmm. money is not, I'm not in it for the money. That's not the right. important part. The important part is to make a change, just like I mentioned back in that old blog. When I started doing the United Living Construct creations, I did blogs and podcasts, but I had not touched videos yet because I was like you were kind of alluding to it earlier. I kept looking at it and not actually doing anything about it. Yeah. But getting used to my voice was easier than getting comfortable on camera. And so um, whenever I started doing Poly Innovator, it still took me almost a year after creating content to actually get around to make a video. <laughs> and so my timeline in my head is much more accelerated than a lot of the actions I take. So like it took me a year to start making videos when I thought I'd already be having 50 by that point. Yeah. I told myself at the beginning of this year, obviously I couldn't account for the pandemic, but I told myself I was going to make my Omni content series, my main series every day. Cause I wanted to prove to Gary Vee and all these other creators that you could make tons of content every day. And I created a strategy for it. And I think yes. it actually works if I can find the right tools, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I've done it a few times at this point, I've only done four episodes of that. Nice. And it's, it's insane though. Cause I, I should be at like 200 by this point. <laughs> yeah. um, but at, at the start of the pandemic, I started doing the interviews, which took a lot of my focus. And so mm -hmm. at this point it comes down to when you asked about motivations, I'm still trying to find a lot of those. Like I'm, I'm trying to find the accountability sources and, mm -hmm how can I get my grit going, which a lot of people try to find an external source, but it really has to be internal and start getting the gears moving. And the more you get the gears moving, the more oiled up they become and easier yeah. to keep moving. No, absolutely. I think one of the keys that I learned is <clears throat> even if you like, like journaling, you know, people mention you should be journaling, you should write, you should be writing stuff down. They found, um, storage rooms full of notebooks for mm -hmm. Albert Einstein. It's just his notes, right? Yeah. All written down because when you write stuff down, you open up space in your brain to do that self-awareness, to do that self-reflection, to do all of that self-growth. And yeah. I think that's really important. And as podcasters, we put it out in voice and record it. And in one way, it's out of our head 
and when we speak it it also you, you also are hearing it back so it, it kind of helps you to like empty the glass so then you can fill it again mm -hmm. right um but if you don't do any of that then you get stressed out or depressed and i think i see a lot of that happening with the pandemic people are not being able to um empty their cup essentially yeah not being able to expel not even not being able to go out and um have that release yeah the open the mind up and declutter it well and you're referring to kind of this idea of this noting stuff down and decluttering the brain there's a concept going around in silicon valley called the second brain or mm. a para method and stuff like that where they're trying to create an automated system through like either notion or evernote or some other kind of tool to try to automate certain tasks so they don't have to think about it anymore it's just like when obama or mark zuckerberg choose their outfits they just have the same outfit over and over again to eliminate the the need for decisions and they're trying to hack the brain in a way to make it more efficient just using their own natural like patterns that originated from like a european man i don't remember his name who took down notes he had entire he just do cards anytime he had an idea of any caliber he would write it down and have it in an organized system and that's where the second brain concept really really originated and so i want to learn more about that but it's interesting how like being able to simplify what you're thinking about by doing that absolutely i think i think that's a that's an excellent point having that second brain or having that automated and technically the human body has two brains right mm -hmm. one is for thinking and then the second one is your stomach yeah, to make true. sure that your body is is you know fueled because mm -hmm. our brain uses a lot of energy and and our body doesn't use as, as much energy like you would think that if you go out for a run you're gonna burn a lot of calories not so much our bodies are very very efficient that's yeah. why it takes a lot of time to actually lose weight or or gain muscle or whatever so the concept of that second brain it's so two physical brains our gut and our brain but then there's a third brain which is our mind our mind is our consciousness it's the software that all of our thoughts run on right so you have the software and you have the hardware so let's go on that real quick. You're talking about the third brain, so to speak, but it's really the gut is really the third brain. So you have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind sure. you're saying there, just trying to simplify it for people in the audience that'll be able to understand it visually in their head. Yeah. It's yeah, like see. you have that subconscious mind doing all the automation tasks like heart rate and breathing and all that stuff like that. And you have the conscious mind where a lot of our thoughts and decisions are made. No, absolutely. You're, you're correct. The subconscious is the automation, the, the physical, the, the conscious mind is the mind that we use to make our thoughts and everything. But I'm, I'm talking about physical as this physical part of our bodies, right? So mm -hmm. move on to the next point where the point was that I was trying to get Sorry. to, right? <laughs> the point that I was trying to get to was um, writing stuff down is, is basically, and, and the second, like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, he's he's wearing the same outfit, so he doesn't have to make that decision anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that is something that enables you to be more, uh, more efficient with your brain, more efficient with your time. The one thing that we as entrepreneurs have and freelancers, like there's a lot of 
there's a lot of people going around calling themselves entrepreneurs, but really they're they're all freelancers because they're working for themselves, spending their own time. As an entrepreneur, what you want to do and to to essentially gain more time in your day is you write down all the things that you love to do, all the things you'd hate to do, all the things that you can get away with by hiring somebody else. Right. So once you have that system in place, oh my God, it takes like it takes a whole level of burden off of your head. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I've got this team in place. I just gotta pop this stuff over here. They know what to do. So when you have these systems in place, that second brain concept, I think that's where it comes from because you're writing down these ideas and you can hand it off to your executive assistant. You can hand it off to your editor. You can hand it off to your designer. Yeah. You now have time to innovate. You have time to strategize. You have time to make these connections. Like this is my favorite part of the entire podcast, right? Having this conversation, but all the other stuff, it's necessary. It's the un- not so fun stuff, but it's all necessary. So those things you can automate. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, find systems that can do the publishing, do the automated, you know, post social media posting, or you hire somebody and, you know, help them grow. So you're basically mentoring, you're basically and I think that's that's what I've discovered over the past two years of podcasting. How can I maximize my time? Because I have very, this is, my time is very finite. Yeah. But, but, all, but all I can, of are. right, all of our time is very finite, but I can go buy more time from other people. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's been, it's been pretty awesome revelation, you know, just, just to think about that and, and be able to do it. It's, it's been beautiful. Yeah. So Dustin, tell it, tell me, um, so you said you want to learn more about second brain. I, I would definitely love to, you know, learn more about second brain as well. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and and how you started this and and um, what inspired you. Yeah. Once again, it kind of goes back to the United Living Construct. This idea of building a hub of innovation, bringing together innovators, and so now that the my tribe, in a way, I guess you could say in marketing mm-hmm. terms, I call innovators. And so when I started out with the United Living Construct podcast, which now kind of evolved into the Polycast as well, mm-hmm. and I also started doing my own podcast, which are medium-sized episodes, in addition to the old ULC tech podcasts, which are like short form. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I had around 42 episodes just built up. Nice. I, I had done these micro fireside podcasts as well, which are n- another short form one. So mm-hmm. I have the short form and medium form, but I never had any uh, inclination towards long form. I did want to start doing interviews at some point, but I had no idea about how I should get started with that per se. Yeah. And then Matchmaker came around and that's how we met and that's how I got started too. I've had over 30 now since I joined. Nice. But um, when I started doing those interviews, I started having a long form. So I had the medium, short and long content types and that's what really drove the polycast to be where it's at today where i have the short form idea spurts the medium form which can be either a polycast or my omni content which is my main series Mm -hmm. and then the interviews being kind of a secondary series nice so so tell me how can somebody let's say who's trying to start a podcast or Mm -hmm. trying to 
get more into creating content, what are some of the tips that you might have for them? Because you've created the different types of content, you know, content forms. Yeah. How can somebody start with that? So, so the audience goes back with, okay, I learn how to do, you know, different content type and how quickly I can create this. Firstly, I would start with what you liked best to do. So for example, there's people who are more better at auditory feedback. So they want to learn more through podcasts and music and just any kind of thing they can listen to versus mm-hmm. some people really like visuals, which is why I record a video for all my podcasts as well. So that way people can see us. Mm-hmm. And then there's also people who like to read and not to mention too, know your skills. Are you able to really talk really easily? Great. Then either talk to text and make a blog post or talk to a podcast, do yeah. a solo cast, get it started. Or do you like being on camera? Do you like the thrill of it? Make videos, pick up your phone, start doing that. Anchor.fm is a tool that I, I'm going to get probably shamed on because that's not my tool I use, but it is a tool to help easily get started with podcasts. You literally pick up your phone and make podcasts right there. Just, yeah, so find what you are good at creating and stick to that. And if it's a podcast, great. I, I would even say those are pretty easy to get started with because all you have to do is get used to your own voice. And mm-hmm. here's a tip for that. Most people don't like the sound of their own voice because of a psychological thing and physical thing because the bones and our jaw conduct the vibrations of our voice when we speak. So when we hear it, we actually hear our voice deeper through our ears because we hear the vibrations mm-hmm. as well versus through like headphones and recording we don't hear the vibrations anymore. So it sounds lighter, a higher pitch than it actually is. Well, that's actually how it sounds. It's just to us, it doesn't sound that way. And that's why people get confused as to why do I sound so pitchy? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Great points. Great points. You you just got to start creating the content that you love to do. If you're out there playing with your dog, playing with your kids, playing by yourself, you know, out running, whatever, Mm. you just, observe observe the nature take a video of it what you think about it again have that self-reflection right i think that's very important having that self-reflection reflection mm-hmm. and what the nature and what things around you compel to do you know how you feel i think i think a lot of times we don't talk about what we feel yeah it you know it, it's been it's been hard for us to express that express ourselves with feelings because that's something that's you know um it's it's like reduced a view as a person which is so rot so not right and since last year and this year i think mental health has been a huge huge topic around the world uh when i heard that Robin Williams committed suicide a few years ago. I was I was devastated. I was like, "What? He is the most funniest man I've ever known." And he, uh, there was one uh, stand-up routine that I saw of his. He was up there on stage for one and a half hour. Mm-hmm. He's sweating and he's drinking waters of bottles and he's just tons of them. Amazing yeah. human being. And 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 to hear about him passing away, I was like, "What happened?" Yeah. He's so happy. And so we are now more aware of mental health issues. So having that self-reflection, helping that journaling, having any way to talk to yourself. I think that's mm-hmm. what's happening, right? You're talking to yourself to become more self-aware. Well, I think important. 
Well, we're talking about the two mental brains. You have the conscious mind, subconscious mind. I often see spirituality not in a more religious sense, but more in a sense of bridging the conscious mind and subconscious mind. Yeah. Through meditation, can we bridge that stronger and understand why are we feeling the emotions that way? Absolutely. Thank you, man. That, that makes so much sense because having that connection, I mean, sure, we have the internal connection, but then when you connect it from a different source, like... Mm -hmm through writing, you're seeing, you're writing, through talking, you're hearing, you're talking, through recording video, you're seeing yourself. I think that opens up that huge, that huge gap and floodgate of information to come yeah. back. Speaking of which, I actually made a Poly Innovator Manifesto recently, just so I can get it out of my body and, and just nice. get, it, get it put out there. Yeah. So, so tell us about your manifesto, <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah, so I mean, I still haven't necessarily explained Poly Innovator in a way. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing because my dream is to be able to pursue all the facets of my careers that I want to pursue. I created Poly Innovator. It's an online reputation, personal brand. It's nothing more than an online reputation. Yeah. So I wanted to use that basis as a foundation for any career that I want to go down in. And one particular goal in mind is to work in smart city development as well as being able to be creative in any way that I feel that I need to. So yeah. we talked about not really wanting to be confined to a degree. I created my own called the modular degree, a self-education framework that I made to focus on self-development, self-education and self-improvement. All three of them are a little bit different in a way. And so what happened was I started focusing on that first phase of content being around education, but down the mm. line, my background is personal trainer, swim instructor, water mix instructor, water boot camp instructor, physical realm, basically. Nice. So the next phase would be around polymath exercise. And then down the line, I'm a gamer. I want to do gaming stuff, either Twitch streaming or creating my own games. Mm -hmm. Past that, I, I can't even think that far at this point. There's so, so much ahead. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Being able to take on those different roles, it, it totally opens your mind because now you're connecting with yourself and on a deeper level and be able, be able to just, just learn from that. And, and, and we, if we see folks like Steve jobs, Elon Musk, they, they were not afraid mm -hmm. to take on the thing that they wanted to take on. Right. They, they brought in technology, they brought in thoughts and, and all those things together into one place. I mean, if Steve Jobs hadn't dropped into that font class or that calligraphy yeah. class, yeah, we wouldn't have fonts, uh, you know, on our computers. Yeah, fancy uh, fonts, like good-looking fonts at least. They good had good-looking fonts, exactly, because they had fonts. Yeah, had they had the the dot matrix fonts. <laughs> they didn't have the fun fonts. So yeah, bringing those things together, and then he had his dad was, um, you know, he his dad used to restore cars. Mm -hmm. And to to watch his dad restore cars and looking at those straight lines gave him the you know the insight of having those same clean lines on products that the Apple created and we see beautiful looking products that they have even to now. Yeah. 
one thing I might add is that I actually loathe Apple products. <laughs> That's okay, man. Yeah. Well, in fact, just a little tidbit, just to kind of go on real quick, is I don't like the idea of the podcast because podcast, the name of that came from the iPod. That's where the generalized <laughs> kind of term originated. That's interesting. Because iPod, podcast, and that kind of thing. And so when I started my polycast, I took the idea of the polymath, poly meaning much or many in ancient Greek, and mm-hmm. since I have many topics as well, it's perfect fit and it gets rid of the pod parts. I don't have to deal with iPod anymore. <laughs> That's really, really funny. I mean, you went you went to the lengths to come up with a name that makes sense. I mean, it, it's, it is a cast. It is a, your broadcasting and that mm-hmm. cast come from that broadcast. And, and yeah, so that's awesome. Um, all well, right. You were talking about making connections and just a term that I think people might look up as well. You might like, it's called linky brain where making Alex Dunstan, who had come on my show, he talked about this concept as well. It's really interesting. Linky brain. Mm-hmm. Gotta write that down. I see you. Gonna write it down, dude. We got linky brain. We got second brain. Mm-hmm. So many we brains got all today. All sorts of brains going on, man. It's it's the and power. nothing going on up here. <laughs> nothing going on. Everything on paper, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, you dropped the chat in there. Awesome. Perfect. Now I have. I mean, we we talked about your motivation. We talked about your polycast and and all of the amazing things that you're doing and your passion for doing even more things one at a time over the time of our lives, which is beautiful. I have some questions that I ask my guests at this point in the conversation. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? That I wish I got into. You might need to cut out a long pause here because I have to think about that. Pauses are natural. We got to have pauses, man. I wish that I had gotten into more. There was one particular skill that I have not been able to pick up over my years. And I've tried multiple times and that's coding, programming. I've learned HTML and CSS. I get the pictures of the if this and that statements and understanding the syntax. Like I get the macro view and I get the philosophy behind a lot of programming, but I've never been able to pick up the languages. Mm-hmm. I've tried Python, I've tried uh, R programming, I've tried HTML, CSS, JavaScript, multiple different frameworks of JavaScript even. I still have never been able to pick it up. Um, you probably don't have a good teacher. Mm, probably. Um, I, I didn't, so I've, I've been a designer for you know two decades and I took some programming back in the days, Visual Basic. And I was like, okay, I was able to get through some of the, some of that stuff, and I got the stuff. It's like, all right, I I still can't do it. Like, I feel I feel like you need to be really creative to be able to get programming because programmers are really really creative. No two programs programmers will write the same code. Yeah. So what I found is that no, I'm not creative in that sense, but I'm creative in other sense. So I was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll just do the design part. I'll do the HTML writing and coding and whatnot in that sense. But then I discovered this uh, programmer, this um, um, instructor on Udemy, and he was teaching iOS 7, I think, when the first version of Swift UI came out. So I went through the entire course, and I learned the the programming language Swift which is actually now open source. 
And it also taught me to be able to read Objective C, which is uh, the Apple, you know, which is the programming language behind all uh, Apple yeah. software. So that's one way you can learn. Like if you have a really good instructor that goes in detail, mm -hmm. you could definitely get it. There's actually people now teaching COBOL and other old archaic languages on on um, on YouTube. There's like a two-hour yeah. COBOL course. Why COBOL? Do you know the reason behind it? I don't know. I'll tell you why. So COBOL is a very robust business language. It's written in straight up English and the commands. It's a very archaic language, it's 40 years old. Mm -hmm. And all of the financial systems in the world, 97% of them still run on those languages. Oh, it's terrible. We need to evolve those systems. <laughs> right. So to involve those systems, you got to have you, the, the, the banks have to be like, all right, yes, we want to evolve and we'll go to the next level. Social Security, unemployment, they are running on these systems. So the, the, city, the state of New Jersey was actually looking for COBOL developers mm. to come out and help them because they had, they had a ton of people come in for unemployment because of the pandemic and they're like all right we're gonna we're looking for COBOL developers so all these people who are retired started coming out and like all right I can do this so that's why people are now learning COBOL because there's still a lot of need for COBOL developers to be able to move the system from the current system for social security for um, um, the unemployment systems, like all of these guys, need to upgrade. There, there are some countries that upgraded to the latest, you know, latest programming languages, but there's majority of it is still archaic. Sitting in the COBOL. Yeah, well, and you're talking about being creative. I, I definitely consider myself creative. In fact, I was very much not an academic, but I was always a scholar in school. And the reason why I was never academic is I was too creative. I ended up just yeah. doing my own thing most of the time, creating things, writing things, drawing things. Nice and. Uh, that, that originated the Omnicontent series that I make as well, where I wanted to express my creativity in the fullest expanse mm. that I could. Beautiful. We'll, we'll definitely have to drop the links in the show notes around all of the stuff that you're doing and, and how far you've come. I mean, creating a brand new series, creating a brand new structure around, you know, what you think makes sense and being able to explain that in layman terms, it is, that is creative in itself. It's coaching, like you said earlier. You yeah. Need to coach. Yeah, exactly. So, what did you want it to be when you were a child? That's a good question. Actually, I, I usually usually always said businessman when growing up. In fact, whenever I was nine or eight ish, I got asked, "What do you want for your birthday?" I was like, mm -hmm. "Office supplies," because I want to be a businessman. <laughs> and then when I was like a preteen, around 10, 11, 12, I used to say CEO. It, I got a little more ambitious there. Not yeah. just a businessman, CEO. And the interesting thing is this also led into the United Living Construct and Poly Innovator just evolved. And so as a teenager, the words that were coming out of a kid's mouth was, I want to be a CEO of an international company driven to innovate technology and ideology. Beautiful. That's what I'd say. Yeah. That's, that's super specific. Yeah. For somebody, who, some, for, for somebody who likes so many different things and can't figure out a, a niche. Focus. I mean, that's yeah. a very focused um, um, item or a, you know, a career choice. So mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, some of this, these are the next few questions are some of my favorites because it's all around movies. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite TV show would be Avatar The Last Airbender. Nice. It's a really good philosophical show. It's technically made for kids, but if you watch it as an adult, you're going to learn a lot. I've seen I've seen a lot of adults watching it, and then um, I think there's a the the spinoff from Legend that. Korra. Yes. yes. Fantastic Korra. as well. Yeah. And Avatar recently came on Netflix because the new they're going to make a new live action version of it. Oh, and really? Nice. Yeah. And what's interesting is that. Um, it became like number one in like a week on the platform. <laughs> it's interesting. No doubt, because people have been looking like, dude, yeah. where can I watch? Where can I watch Korra? Where can I watch? Where can I watch? Uh, you know, um, Avatar. All right. Next question: What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? I don't know any particular movie off the top of my head that I can think about. Probably like Star Trek and be captain kirk because i definitely see myself as a yellow shirt but um <laughs> little pompous there i guess you could say yeah. but regardless i want to be more in a sci-fi sense and where i could be in a smart city i want to be in a more futuristic sense and you asked me what my motivation was what my like almost what my why is and mm-hmm. i don't talk about this much because it, it does get kind of arrogant from people's ears is that sure. i want to help the world become a type one civilization on the Kardashev scale nice nice We'll have, to, we'll have to provide some reference for that because... <laughs> so the Kardashev scale, it was made decades ago. Um, I don't remember what this first name was, Artov, Artemenshev. Yeah, Kardashev. Essentially, talks about how civilization is on the grand galactic scale. So a type mm-hmm. one civilization is a society, a global society that can basically run, gets all of its energy from its planet. And whether that's solar, wind, hydro, whatever it may be, it, mm-hmm. it runs all of that. It can even control the weather, that kind of thing. And then type two would be a civilization that uses the entire solar system's energy. So going more planet to planet using maybe a Dyson sphere around the sun. And then wow. type three gets to the galaxy level. And then type four is even more expansive. Wow. I like that. I like that. So, so we're not even type one yet. We're, yeah. we're at type zero. No, we're at 0. 0.74, 0. 0.76. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're almost there. We almost need to, there. We need to get past some of our archaic hurdles. Amen. Amen. I love it. Who is your favorite superhero? I I wish I could think right now, but whenever you keep asking me these questions, I have an answer. And as soon as I hear the question, my mind goes blank. <laughs> my favorite superhero I would say along the lines of Iron Man, someone who's pragmatic and stoic and trying to be as creative with the tools that he has. There's actually um, a guy I want to give a shout out, Max Brain Devices. He is like our modern Iron Man. He's creating this awesome like exoskeleton suit. It's super awesome. I've seen him on TikTok and Instagram. And it's just super interesting how he's like going around creating these tools. I've seen him. I've been following him on, really? uh, on YouTube hmm. for the past... Uh, I would say past five, six years. Wow. Because uh, I actually built the Iron Man mask with foam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to, so this was like 2012, I think. And I was like, ooh, we're, we're going we're gonna to build an entire suit. 
<laughs> and we started looking at 3D printers and we started looking at all these Kickstarter projects. We, we you know, backed some Kickstarter projects to get these 3D printers so then we could build these things. It so never much. happened because yeah. it, it takes time, right? Yeah. And this guy, he's got like three or four 3D printers and he's building all sorts of gear. It's amazing, like the level of um, intricacy, stuff, and intricacy that he's put into it, like all these electronics, like the, the faceplate goes on and off. And, and, you know, he's got all these things coming on. Yeah, it's really amazing what he's been able to do. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Jumanji. <laughs> oh, man, that's an awesome game to be, be, be picking. Well, and what's interesting is that there's been a lot of memes going around. It's like, whoever's playing Jumanji, please finish. Because <laughs> 2020 <laughs> has been really crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. You are so right. You are so right. Somebody is playing Jumanji out there, and we need to shut it down and return the stone or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Dustin, this was a lot of fun chatting with you, and this was this was just so much fun, man. I enjoyed talking to you, and um, I do say I do, I do say you have time for more questions, but I have no more questions. Okay. Um, um, there's just one last one. Where can my audience find you? It's been a lot of fun, by the way. But uh, when it comes to finding me, one little game I like to play is that Poly Innovators by brand name, and it's unique enough to where, considering my omnichannel presence. I encourage people to try to find Poly Innovator on any social platform, essentially. Nice. And if you want to look more into what I'm doing, I've been really active on Instagram. And then my website is polyinnovator.space. Nice. Let's go to space, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to well, come back one. Yeah, that's right. And we're, we're coming, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, we're at 0.75. We have technology uh, or rockets that can come back to earth and land right we were not we're saving um we're saving a lot of stuff what's funny is that uh recently i just started watching this show on netflix called space force mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen it i have not yet but you better see it man okay. it's, it's hilarious we have um john malkovich in there as a chief scientist and then we have uh, steve carell playing the the head of the entire space force huh. it's just amazing uh, you got to check it out it's it's um i mean especially because you like sci-fi and this Definitely. this has sci-fi and comedy and i absolutely love space i love i mean i like i love sci-fi tv shows and some of my favorite ones you know galaxy quest one of the top notch i know it's a it's a spin-off on star trek and other other uh, tv shows but it's it's really well done. And this is from the 90s. You know, this is 1999 or something like that. Um, really awesome TV show. But it was really awesome talking with you. Guest, um, Dustin, thank you so much again. We'll have, uh, you know, I'll let you know when the, uh, the show drops. And uh, thank you and have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.